Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Zelmo Beatty, Skeeter Swift, Joey Devine, John Brisker, Warren Jabali, Sean Keen. Calvin Musical guest 311 And now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock Joey Devine Hi It's me, Joey Devine Your temporary host of Round Ball Rock And we are here back with our second episode of the week With permanent co-host Sean Keen Sean, how are you? Uh, I'm good, how are you doing, Joey? I'm okay Things are fine, you know, no big deal. Uh, the Warriors are back. <laughs> oh, they did it. They did it. <clears throat> are you ready yeah. for the narrative uh, that's going to be that Kevin Durant is the problem? Because they won one game without him. Well, I mean, look, it's... I understand that he missed the game because he was meeting with the Knicks brass, and that's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> I just kind of think this game should have been a priority for him and not apartment shopping in Lower Manhattan. That's all. I don't think he's a bad person for it, but, you know, it just seems like <laughs> a little bit irresponsible. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah, the, the Rockets uh, doomed, about to spiral, Warriors ascending, unstoppable. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's look, pretty much born out game, today. Yeah. One uh, game is what happens. Fine. Yeah, they're going to be fine when Kevin Durant leaves as long as they can get, you know... Kevon Looney a near triple-double from uh, DeMarcus Cousins every game. Mm-hmm. He'll probably come back, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. He's definitely coming back. They can, they can back. give him a 20% raise, right? 
from the three dollars and fifty cents an hour he's making. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if he just comes and he's a symbol for the fight for fifteen? <laughs> um, should we just get into this? Get straight to the news. We're kind of talking news already. I mean, we kind of are. By the way, Sean Livingston, the plus-minus leader in that game, plus sixteen. Congratulations, Sean Livingston. He scored um, two points. Um, actually, before we get into yep. uh, that, uh, hey, we haven't had a review in the, in a while. Uh, we like reviews, especially because iTunes made it so you can only um, give five stars. So that's pretty tight. So give us a five star review on iTunes or whatever pod uh, thing you listen catcher. What what is that? What are those things called? Uh, spiders, pod, pod catchers, <laughs> pod providers, uh, stitchers. Are they yeah. called stitchers? A pod knife. That's a thing. Um, uh-huh. anyway, give us five stars. Um, also, yeah. Also, if you leave a review, by the way, they are simulcast at chartable.com. So yes, uh, I'm, I believe that's actually how we get up and down the charts. So yeah, uh, if you live in America or not in America, give us a review, please. Five Specific stars only. Latvia, Poland, Senegal, and Ecuador. Um, love uh, also, though, we like to hear from our listeners. And you can always, if you have a question, we like to answer them. You can always send us a question, comments, concerns. No concerns, though. We don't need any of those. Sean and I are concerned enough with our own lives. Yeah, back um, <laughs> off, guys. Uh, you can tweet those to us at Round Rock Pod. Email them to us at roundrockpod at gmail.com or leave us an audio message on the phone uh, at 323-682-0342. Um, Sean, let's hit the news. Yeah, can I can I say one more? Th- oh, well, I don't want to screw up your drop. I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> fine. What is it? I had one more thing I wanted to say about the Warriors real quickly, um, and I was wondering: is there a Curry relative that Jacob Evans could get engaged to, <laughs> and then he could steal Damian Lee's minutes? Uh, he's worse than Damian Lee, and Damian Lee is terrible. How would we know though? Jacob uh, Evans. I've seen him when he plays. He is not good. He has a he has a he has a bust face. That's completely true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he played a lot in that Celtics game. Yeah, he looked horrible. Anyway, <laughs> worse um, than Damian Lee, though. Yes. <laughs> God. Um, He's never going to get Sadell Curry pregnant. By the way. All right. It's just not accurate okay, enough. Okay, dude. Um, let's let's get to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright, um, our first story, Sean. Our top story. It's every, every podcast top story this week. Everybody's talking about it. Mm. Uh, Serge Ibaka fought Marquise Chris. Yes. Uh, as everyone who listens to this podcast knows... I have told everyone for two years now, right? Uh, at least this year. That, I don't remember when you I, first said it. But. I think it was Summer League last year. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, that Marquise Chris's ultimate destiny 
as a professional basketball player is to go viral in a video of a brawl he started in a professional Asian basketball league. Um, so he's just he's just warming up for this. Yeah, that's that is true. He's getting he's his like, reps in. He's proving without a shadow of a doubt that he can, you know, it's a viral video. It's a four game suspension, uh, probably kicked off a team that's um, sponsored by a snack food that is not available in this country. <laughs> um, and it will just hasten his ascent up the ranks of uh, Puerto Rican basketball. Yeah. Um, so my first question, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, you've watched the video. Uh, why is Marquise, why did Marquise Chris even get thrown out of that game? Uh, what he does throw a punch. Uh, but he also is doing nothing, and then Serge Ibaka grabs him by the neck and starts punch, air, it is punching true. the air around him. It is true, it is, but the, the Kermit Washington rule states that no matter how poorly aimed or half-assed, you you get a game for throwing a punch. Like they would have they would have given him less, but I mean he got the minimum. You know what I mean? It's a gift for Cleveland though, because you know now they don't have to watch Marquise Chris play basketball for oh, one game. They well, get a day off. It cost Serge Ibaka four something like four hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines. Sounds right. Uh, he got three games. Uh, but my second and more important question is: Why does Serge Ibaka fight someone for no reason once a year? It is weird because he fought James Johnson. He fought Robin Lopez. I believe he maybe fought Luis Scola once. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, and he, here's so the fun. thing. That's he, a lot. He's the only guy in the NBA who throws punches, and yet he never hits anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, he seems pretty happy. Yeah. And, like, I, I don't know if people... I've heard him called a fake tough guy, but that's like a weird term anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that, that seems like that's a term that's thrown around by people who punch people. We prefer the term here at Round Ball. The official term for fake tough guy here at Round Ball Rock is, uh, of course, studio gangster. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We say that. <laughs> we say it all the time. We talk about it, we talk all, about the it all the time on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> But but Serge Ibaka is different because he does seem extremely willing to fight. So it's weird that people still kind of talk about him as someone who's like bluffing. And he he does not appear to bluff. He appears to push all his chips to the table, often for no real reason. And also against people that don't really seem like big fighters. Mm-hmm. Like Has Robin Lopez ever gotten into a fight before that? Well, with mascots and oh, with that's Brooke. True. Oh, that's right. Well, maybe that maybe that's it. They're, they're, maybe Serge Ibaka is like cuddlier than we think, and maybe mm-hmm. that was what it is. But that doesn't explain the James Johnson or the Marquis Chris one. The Marquis Chris one is like <laughs> it seems inexplicable, but then it's like there's no mistake that Marquis Chris couldn't make on a basketball mm-hmm. court. <laughs> that probably extends to the realm of uh, trash talk. Uh, he, he grabs Marquis Chris by the skin of his throat. Yeah, that's, that's a crazy move. That's like what a lion would do to you. No, that's like, it's like he tried to, um, you know, the end of Roadhouse. 
It's oh, like that's yeah. what he was trying to do to Marquis Chris. That's what that's what MacGruber does to people as yeah. well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. You know what? It's official, Sean. Serge mm-hmm. Ibaka is the MacGruber of the NBA. Oh, congratulations, Serge Ibaka. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the title of the episode. <laughs> congratulations, everybody. We did it. We did it. Um. Okay, so so my theory, he got a three-game suspension. Marquise Chris got a one-game suspension. I think they got to bury the hatch to Joey before Marquise Chris goes off to the Philippines to play next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Serge Ibaka should have to have Marquise Chris on his weird YouTube uh, scary food uh, YouTube, YouTube cooking show. Uh, what's the name of that show again? The Fousey Chef? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, I think it is, like... I mean, he definitely calls himself the Fousey Chef. <laughs> Serge Ibaka Food Show. How hungry are you? Oh, well. yeah, yeah. That, he goes, because he goes, how hungry are you? God damn it, no, I, that's a drop I have to make. Hello, everyone. I know you are happy, and I'm happy to be back, too. My Fousey Chef is back with episode six of How Hungry Are You? Are you ready? All right. Um... <laughs> There has not been a new episode since uh, the Valence Eunice episode. Probably, probably a little wistful to watch now that he's gone. Um, I don't know. Um, so, what do you think? Uh, you think he sh- you think he should have Marquise Chris on that show? That's what you're saying. Yeah, to bury the head. What should he but also like? Yeah. What should he make him? Okay, well, I think he should really hype it up like like this is so scary uh you've never seen anything so crazy oh my oh my god like like really hype up what a scary food item it is and then serve him a uh, a murder burger from da- davis california interesting you went local there because i think the obvious choice is he makes him a knuckle sandwich oh and it's like under a tray yeah but it's like like it's pig knuckles, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. then he's like, I also made you dessert. Uh-huh. And it comes out under one of those trays. And when Marquise Chris opens up the tray, one of those boxing gloves on, uh, like, cartoon <laughs> boxing gloves punches yeah, him in yeah, the yeah. face. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, that's clearly what it's got to be, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> what if he, and it would be great if he had, like, a bunch of those around there. And it's like, you know, it, it it's a cartoon boxing glove. It doesn't hurt that much. And then he, like, offers him some, like, sake, and he gets socked. You know, like, make it a make it a whole thing. I will Mark say, can't leave. while we're talking about cartoon violence, yes. um, I do think Marquise Chris is the most, the NBA player most likely to, like, have a joy buzzer. Doesn't that sound, seem right? <laughs> um... I think so. Yeah, I mean, I could see him. He seems like a, a good-spirited person. The person with the joy buzzer is definitely not going to be someone who was born in America. But here's the thing about the joy buzzer. The joy buzzer <laughs> isn't actually good-spirited or funny. Like, that person is a joke who... Like, that person is a jerk who uh, is using jokes as terrorism. You know what I oh, mean? You think, you think it's a bully move? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like... What what good person has ever used a joy buzzer on somebody? First off, it feels weird in your hand. It doesn't bring joy. Uh-huh. 
I mean, it is. It, it does definitely seem very like fratty and almost like like it feels like it's it's the it's the prank tool of a very repressed person. Yeah, it's also it betrays the uh, the covenant we have as a society, which is oh, the it, handshake is uh, sa- a safe place. Yeah, which essentially the handshake is designed to show that you are not holding a weapon. Exactly. That is that's the origin <laughs> of it. Um, yeah, like I do I do hate pranks that prey on someone's goodness. Mm-hmm. Like if you're you know, the the like the quarter glued to the floor, that's fine. You're 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 punishing avarice. You right. know what I mean? The dollar bill on a fishing line. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But but yeah, like like things where you're betrayed for like, oh, you believed I was hurt and then you helped me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you thought I was being friendly. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like Jacob Wall's prank today. That one. <laughs> what did he? What he used one of his fake Twitter accounts to call in a death threat to Jacob Wall. Yeah, <laughs> that by saying said it was Antifa. I'm... He Morton Downied himself. He he. He he tech Morton Downey'd himself. At least Morton Downey took a punch. You know what I mean? It was from Morton Downey. <laughs> but like no follow through, Jacob Wall. Uh for those of you that don't know, Morton Downey is this insane man who used to host a a uh like a proto Jerry Springer talk show. And uh-huh. one time when he was not famous anymore, he went to the San Francisco airport and then claimed Nazis beat him up. Yes, uh, and he drew a swastika on his face, and the reason they could tell that he uh, was making it up is because he'd drawn the swastika backwards, like in a mirror. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. a great <laughs> moment for Morton Downey Jr. I'm probably still like better than was... writing a check to the uh, to the people you hired to pretend to hate crime you. You know that is true. That is true. I feel like it's closer to. Um, the guy who spray painted Black's rule on his driveway. <laughs> oh, and when LeBron uh, spray painted that racial slur on his house, LeBron didn't do that. Sean. That's not. Oh, sorry. I just sorry. I thought I was on uh, Clay Travis's podcast right now. I was sorry. <laughs> um. All right. Let's move on though. While we're talking about fighting, it was mm-hmm. a violent week in the NBA. It was. It was very tense. Like everybody's. This is like when, like, like, like how kids at the end of summer vacation get rowdy because they're mm-hmm. bored and they start fighting because, like, they can't wait for school. Uh, you know, that's the first day of school. That's the first day of the playoffs in NBA terms. So the Utah Jazz, uh, they banned a fan, not a man, uh, this week. Yeah. A fan yelled some racist stuff at Russell Westbrook in Utah. And mm-hmm. then uh, Westbrook said he would fuck the guy up and also his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. The video went around first for 10 minutes. Everyone was like, hey, he was talking, you can't beat up a woman. And then it turned out the guy was racist as hell. Uh, the guy lied a bunch. Then there were a bunch of tweets that came out that were racist. And then the, jam- oh. the jazz banned the fan. Yeah. Joey, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10... Mm-hmm. How surprised were you that the guy was a former cop? Zero percent. Yeah, zero percent. Me too. Me too. Um, how, Sean, on a scale of one to ten, uh-huh. how surprised were you 
that there was racism in the stands at a jazz game. Um, what was Carl Malone's number? I think negative 32, <laughs> I think is my answer. Negative 32. Uh, yeah, like that's 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 like the place where people yell the n-word at players still. Uh yeah, that happened in 2007. Yeah. Uh, also I believe Russell Westbrook said people were saying racist things to him last year in the playoffs. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um anyway, Jazz fans, uh get your shit together, man. Uh self-police. Get the racists out of there. You know what I mean? Look, you guys, you guys are clearly very active on social media. You're quick, you're quick to call out any disrespect towards the Utah Jazz, towards Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. towards a retired player, towards any city in the state. Yeah, turn a little bit of that around. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, respect the players, not just respect the Jazz. Also, Rudy Gobert is not a top fifteen NBA player. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things people said, uh, that brings us Mm -hmm. to our next story. Um, a few games ago, or one game ago, uh, amateur lip readers Mm -hmm. busted Steve Kerr saying, I'm so fucking tired of Draymond. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when reporters asked him about it, Steve Kerr said, no, the lip readers were wrong. What I said was, I beg to differ with Draymond's approach tonight. Those were my exact words. I don't know how somebody misconstrued that. Um, which is a Beto O'Rourke-ass answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I'm kind of into it, like, uh, so just skates all the time. Steve Kerr. Yeah, thinks it's sure something does. funny, and he's yeah. fine. Um, he definitely did say that. He did go on to explain what happened in the play that made him say that, though, which was uh, Draymond didn't get back on defense and was complaining because he was yelling at a referee. Yeah. Um, also, it kind of feels like something that Steve Kerr would say to Draymond's face. Yes, one hundred percent. Like they they seem to curse at each other pretty regularly. Uh, yeah, Draymond threatened to fight him one time. During yeah. halftime. Um, <laughs> but, Sean, you wanted to talk less about this story and more about um, amateur lip reading? Yeah, people who like to watch poorly shot videos on their phones and confidently talk about lip reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, because remember that remember that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant uh, yeah, that, you know what those guys didn't say to Max Slots? No, because no. The, part of the lip reading thing, uh, like in, look, I'm not a lip reader, obviously, uh, but there's got to be some context, right? And the <laughs> look, context of two people who are friends who spent the weekend to, uh, with each other, they like ate dinner that together that night, mm-hmm. um, Saying two max slots, yeah. Saying two max slots to each other is uh, asinine. It's also something that nerds would say to each other. Yeah, not NBA players. Here, here is the (laughs) here is the context in which I could imagine two people saying that to each other. 
uh, Danny LaRue and uh, Nate Duncan in a hallway. Yeah, and you lip read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing you lip read was actually just uh, rehearsing an ad read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I just read his lips. He said the promo code is cap space. No, oh, that, that, that's weird. They rarely talk about that. Um, you know what they would never... S- In fact, that's a perfect example, though. Uh-huh. You know what Danny LaRue and Nate Duncan would never say to each other in person when not recording a podcast? What's that? Promo code cap space. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They would not. <laughs> um. Anyway, there's not only... Here are two things that are incredibly popular on the internet. People trying to lip-read videos and bad lip-reading a hilarious video series where people dub in the wrong things for people's lips mm-hmm. because pretty much when your lips are moving, it's kind of convincing no matter what you put in there. It's pretty loose. Uh huh. <laughs> Although, you know what? I'm going to be honest real quick. I've never felt like a uh, bad lip reading. I never felt like they worked that well, you know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, but look, it is an excuse for, unqualified people to argue confidently with each other on yes. the internet. And that's what makes Twitter uh, our, one of our greatest and most ethical companies. Mm-hmm. Can't uh, wait uh, till they remove retweets and faves. Oh, thank it's God. Really, finally. Everyone finally. just wants to scream into the void. Mm-hmm. Look, <laughs> I have kept my stock in Orkut. The, mm-hmm. um, Brazilian Google-based social network, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's coming back. I think it's coming. Are you back. on that uh, Mastodon? Weren't we all supposed to move to Mastodon? <laughs> uh huh. And I'm on Elo.co. Uh-huh. Um, I, I still, still have, have my Friendster. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, someone was starting to argue with me that MySpace didn't exist anymore, and I'm like, we wish, but no. Like all that <laughs> stuff is still up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the status updates actually are not just the, uh, the pictures. I looked uh, one time. I was looking for a specific picture, hoping it was up there. It was not. Um, all right. Pictures are up there on your No, your the page? pictures are up. I just thought I had a picture on my MySpace. Never, it doesn't, that part doesn't do you matter. Have a, do you have a top eight or did you, did you go all the way to like top 24? I, I had a top eight, dude. I might've even yeah. just had a top four. Um, I remember I, I added my friend's cousin to my top eight just to just someone I'd never met just to yeah. harass it. MySpace oh. was good for jokes like good that. Times. Wow. Um, now we live in hell. We thought MySpace was so bad. Oh, there was blinky text. You know, there I didn't. I wasn't friends with any Nazis. I never read any Nazi stuff on MySpace. Uh, you could put a song on your profile. Um, you were always guaranteed to have one friend. You know what doesn't guarantee you a follower? Twitter. Yeah, Jack doesn't follow like anyone. <laughs> um, Tom from MySpace, the only good billionaire. All right. Um, um, hey, Joey. Also, what do you? What's worse, Twitter lip readers or Twitter body language doctors? Well, I don't really think of Twitter body language doctors. I think there's only one body language doctor. You know, he right. went. He went to uh, Exeter. Uh, uh-huh. He got a PhD um, at Holy Cross. Uh-huh. 
and he's uh he he was an intern, right? At the Boston Globe? Oh no, I mean an internist. Sorry, I'm talking oh, he doctor, was, oh, doctor stuff. Yes, 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 yes. He was an internist. He went to the OJ Mayo Clinic, <laughs> um. uh, and that is Doctor Bill Simmons, uh-huh. the body language doctor. Uh, also, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> also, pyramid builder. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, guy who's <laughs> yeah, um, uh, late night host. Yes. Um, CEO. CEO. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably COO too. Yeah. And that is, yeah. there's only one body language doctor. Is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Sean, are you a doctor in anything? Um. Well, you know, I've. I'm trying to think. Um. I don't really have a quip for this. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Um, uh, your doctor oh, yeah. jokes. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a joke doctor. I've uh, doctored some documents. Oh, and I'm a doctor of Mario as mm. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're looking for, Sean. Um, but speaking of Doctor Bill, not his father, Doctor Bill Junior. Uh, <laughs> somewhat. Look, I thought we were number one at picking fights with Bill Simmons, but we're not. Nope. You know who is? James Dolan. <sighs> you know what James Dolan said what this week? week? What a week for James <laughs> Dolan. <laughs> so James Dolan, at the same time the Utah Jazz fans were banning a fan, I mean the Utah Jazz were banning a fan for life. Uh-huh. Um, oh, which, by the way, before I get to this, question for you, Sean. Yes. So the wife was also maybe yelling racist things that Utah Jazz fans' wife. Uh-huh. Did they ban her for life, too? Or did they give her courtside seats for life like uh, the Clippers did? Oh, Donald's yeah, yeah. She's, she's actually now officially listed as the Utah Jazz's yeah. number one fan. That's how that's how it works in the NBA when your husband is racist. You get uh-huh. you get a, a bill. You get three billion dollars in a lifetime courtside seat. Mm hmm. So congratulations to that racist Utah Jazz fan's wife, I guess. Also, are we sure it was just one wife? <laughs> How many people was R- Russell Westbrook going to have to fight in that situation? Uh, that's like a real, uh, like, 2011, uh, <laughs> like, a, like a real 2011 uh, Reddit question. It's like, oh, yeah. would you rather <laughs> would you rather fight a horse-sized I... wife or uh, 50... Uh, like b- mouse-sized horses. Brook <laughs> <laughs> uh, would fuck them both up either way. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um. Anyway, James Dolan. Back to him. He yes. uh, banned a fan for life. We talked about that, but he made it official at the same exact time the Jazz fans were banning their racist fan for life. Uh, he said the guy ambushed him. Yeah, which by saying the sell case. the team. <laughs> I mean, he was. I think he was in his seat. <laughs> like he, he didn't like jump out in front of him or anything. And then James James Dolan sent his thugs after him, his Pinkertons. <laughs> yeah, who do you Some think of those his Pinkertons, Pinkertons work are? for the NYPD? But you know, yeah, trash organization. Anyway, but, yeah, Bill the Simmons, New York Knicks are a trash organization. Yeah. James Dolan. <laughs> Said a rival G- this week. Well, he went on the radio and said this, right? Yeah. That a, a rival. 
<laughs> that a rival GM told Bill Simmons that Dolan was selling the Knicks to ruin their free agency summer. Yes. Uh, how many possibilities are there for A, rival GMs who would talk to Bill Simmons and give him tips, and B, uh, also have free agency ambitions this year that the that involve the Knicks in any way. Because Right, because that eliminates Daryl Morey. Right. Who I don't so, think would tip him off anyway. Mm-hmm. If he was like if he was like he'd tip him James off to like Dolan is going to like make advanced sales for you know the Rockets tribute to Gilbert and Sullivan. Mm-hmm. I could see him tipping Bill off for that. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but not selling the team. No. If he was it's selling Danny off the Rockets, he's I saying, bet Daryl Morey He's saying it. Danny Ainge. He's saying Danny It yeah. is definitely Danny <laughs> There's no one. There's no other possibilities. But here's my question for James Dolan, Sean. Uh-huh. Um, what, isn't Kyrie Irving more likely to join the Knicks if he learns Dolan's selling? <laughs> I mean, I guess the idea is you don't want to go to a franchise that has instability. Yeah, but the Knicks have instability. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, everybody has instability compared to the Celtics, who won't trade a draft pick. I mean, it, the, the only instability they have is if you have a relative who becomes ill or dies in an accident. You are <laughs> then they are shipped out of town. <laughs> but I mean, he legally adopted Terry Rozier and mm-hmm. put him in his will ahead of his worthless son Tanner, <laughs> failed political candidate. So I mean, what do you? That is loyalty there. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I mean, God, who could buy the Knicks even? Bloomberg? Would Bloomberg buy the Knicks? Can Bloomberg buy the Knicks? I don't know if he's rich enough. I mean, he's rich honest. enough for sure. I just mean, like, people don't like him enough in New York for him to buy the Knicks. I, I guess so. Didn't he, wasn't he mayor like three times? It's true. He was like, yeah. He was the FDR of New York without doing anything. I mean, there's, look, there's definitely rich enough people in New York City to buy the New York Knicks. Yeah. What if, what about Paul Giamatti from Billions? <laughs> Maybe that's who tipped off Bill Simmons. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you think Danny, okay. Do you think Danny Ainge did it, Joey? Probably. Yeah, I think he did, too. (laughs) Like, but I doubt it was Danny Ainge, actually. I bet it was Wick Grosbeck's son. Because he's friends with Bill Simmons, too. It just seems like there's a lot of people that could have (laughs) tipped Bill Simmons off. And it's not like Danny Ainge... Has Danny Ainge gone on the podcast? No. It doesn't really go on podcasts. I don't think... I. I bet Danny Ainge doesn't really like Bill Simmons. He's probably weird to be around. Because Bill's just like, hey, uh, remember in 86 when you uh, you did that thing? You know what I mean? Like, Bill would yeah. really fan- fanboy out with the... He also kept talking about how Doc Rivers was trash for years. Yeah. I don't think Danny Ainge liked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, Joey... Do you think that there have been any GMs to also strategically link things, leak things to Bill Simmons over the years? No. <laughs> <laughs> like he would if they if they were.
were he would brag about it just like he bragged about this. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess I guess that is true. He did really brag about his inside information. Yeah. Um, that man can't keep a secret. What if what if like Danny Ferry was leaking information to Bill and being like, "Look, I know you're the body language doctor, but see if you see if you can tell if this guy has any African in him." I mean, like, like just weird racist messages. And he's like, no, 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 this came from another scout, but I'm repeating it verbatim. <laughs> uh, what if, like, Joe Dumars was secretly leaking him information with two different phones? I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Uh. Um. Oh, you know who might have leaked stuff to him, though? Who? But not about basketball? Neil O'Shea. Because I bet he knows stuff about, like, backstage 90210 stuff from, mm-hmm. like, his acting days. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like, he's a source in the rewatchables, but not for anything <laughs> basketball-related. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say about the body language, Doctor? Um... Can he prescribe medical marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what the laws are like in Massachusetts. Probably they have it, right? Um, also, uh, James Dolan, just keep those Knicks, baby. It's too much yeah, content. Hold on. hold on to them forever. <sighs> Man. Wow, that made me sad just thinking about that. Could Spike Lee figure out enough rich people to buy the Knicks? I mean... Maybe if he can figure out enough rich people to let him make the sequel to Inside yeah, Man. That's a fair point. Some I bet some I bet I bet some like super rich Chinese guy is gonna buy the Knicks. Yeah, that would be the trend or like Oh, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be like, okay. I think it's going to be um the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Oh because man, that would look, be look. He's friends with Jared Kushner, who is great friends with Adam Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, like, somehow it's going to get worse for James Dolan. Does, I mean, for Nick's... Sorry. Does Larry Ellison still want to buy a team? Probably not, yeah, right? He's like, he's, he feels like he's broken, and also he had that, like, miracle America's Cup win, mm-hmm. and I feel like that might have, like, sated his interest. He's like trying to buy teams. The thing was like, like he did really want to own a basketball team, mm-hmm. but I think part of it was that the Warriors were so mismanaged. It, it would, it seemed like kind of an obvious thing that a team that like somehow still had kind of a rabid fan base, mm-hmm. you know, in 2010 in Oakland was gonna go up in value. Right. But it seems like Larry Ellison was also trying to like not overpay. Which is totally legitimate, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And then he became a boatsmith instead. A, a, a shipwright, yeah. I guess, is what that is. His daughter's saving movies, though. So she wouldn't be it. interested. She'd want to buy, like, The Magic or something. Yes, Annapurna Ellison. Yeah. <laughs> doing great things. Anyway, uh, we are really... Uh, Going off course here a little bit. Okay, sorry, sorry. No, no, that's me. That is on me. Don't <laughs> apologize. <laughs> All right, our next story. Uh huh. Oh, actually, I want to ask you another Dolan question. Yeah. 
Do you think he actually does want to sell? Um, no, but I bet like it's just weird because it's so it's such an insane amount of money mm-hmm. that it it's it's impossible for me to tell what James Dolan would want to do with that money. I mean, and he definitely like wants really to rich. continue owning Madison Square Garden. That's true, that will he, not be in the sale opening for the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I don't I don't know what he likes except he likes blues. bullying people. He, he likes, likes the, the blues. blues. He likes the Eagles. But I mean, it kind of seems like all those things. Kazoo's. He likes kazoo's. Just like kazoo's. He likes breaking records. Uh huh. He um, likes, he likes giving away hearts. merch for free. Mm-hmm. You know that, probably, right? At, when if, I, if you go to a concert where JD and the Straight Shot opens, the JD and the Straight Shot merch is free. Whoa! Well, like he, he gives his CD out for free. Well, they they do have that really crazy T-shirt machine at uh, Knicks games that looks like a crazy weapon. Mm-hmm. Although it wasn't working when I went to a game and like failed to to blast wow, the T-shirt. I can't believe something in the Knicks wasn't working correctly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the shooting was really inaccurate. <laughs> <Go big. laughs> okay. Well, the other thing is, um, do you think they're getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant? Yes. What if uh, Kevin Durant really did have a meeting? With the the Knicks, we should Brad. talk that's, about that's that better. actually. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I made a joke about it and didn't really make that clear at all. So Scoop B, a guy who, um, how do we explain Scoop B? Uh, I don't really know what Scoop B is all about. <laughs> um, Scoop B is um, he's a radio, he's a sports radio guy he's he seemed less um he worked for the source um i don't know man he has a, he has scoop b radio he, he would scoop tweets a lot says <laughs> um anyway yeah. he tweeted today in oh, fact he, it's he was, already did you know he was an editor at respect magazine did you know there was a Respect magazine? <laughs> I did not. In his not. downtime, he enjoys traveling, swimming, and finding new sushi restaurants. And look, in his... Okay. In his Wikipedia page, I'm going to read you three things, okay? Okay, great. On September 17th, 2018, he reported a source was adamant that Kevin Durant was headed to the LA Lakers the following season to team up with LeBron James and eventually take over the team. He previously made waves by reporting Kobe Bryant had interest in playing in the Big Three in 2019, a report which was quickly refuted by Bryant's team. Robinson, so that's one prediction. Uh, we can, I think we can say that one's not true already, right? Yeah, and I guess also, that was two predictions, but so he's he's over two there. What do you think the sourcing on that was? Not great. <laughs> um, Robinson accurately predicted that LeBron James would join the Lakers during the free agency summer 2018. That was not <laughs> not a that huge much of a scoop. Secret. Yeah. So here's what he said today. He said that 
when the Nick the when the Warriors visited New York this year, Kevin Durant had a secret meeting with the New York Knicks brass. Mm-hmm. Sean, what do you think the chances are this meeting happened? With Kevin Durant, like, first of all, I don't really even know what that's saying, that mm-hmm. he would meet with the, because he, like, he could just talk to Dolan. You know what I mean? Like, like Dolan's right. there at the game. Um, now, would I have been surprised if, like, Rich Kleiman, um, Kevin Durant's manager slash best friend. Mm-hmm. Slash uh, was uh, brain, brainwash doctor. Yeah, um, I I would not be surprised by that. And also, I'm not sure if that would be illegal. Like, are you allowed to just talk to agents? Okay, I opened up the the uh, <laughs> the article. Uh huh. Quote: Learned from an East Coast entertainment and media connection that the Knicks were straight up communicating with KD earlier this season. A league source told me by text message, as in meeting up with KD. It could have been when the Warriors were on an East Coast trip, or maybe when the Knicks visited the Bay Area. Oh, so this is this is a much vaguer accusation mm-hmm. than he first said. <laughs> Great. Um, I mean, I don't really think so because I could, I would believe it if it was the Knicks because mm-hmm. they have a history of this. They ruined uh, Brandon Rush's career with an illegal pre-draft workout. Um. They, they like chicanery, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're but definitely dumb enough to do it. I just don't know what Kevin Durant needs to talk to the Knicks about in now, January. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. The Knicks' assistant coach is Royal Ivy, who is, oh. like, Kevin Durant's best friend. Do you think mm-hmm. maybe they just went to dinner and they're calling this a meeting? With the Knicks brass? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what would constitute it being illegal because I'm sure Kevin Durant knows David Fisdale. Like, he knows Royal Ivy. Um, I mean, Kevin. Also, the people Kevin Durant knows and hangs out with is so strange to begin yeah. with. Like, he goes to some weird. He honestly Google might be retreat f- with like <laughs> Oprah and David Geffen. So it's like, yeah, maybe he like, might be friends with James Dolan. Like, honestly, yeah. <laughs> he could he could be friends with James Dolan because like, he like loves business, dude. Yeah, they like co-invested in something bizarre. Anyway, I do think both the Knicks and Kevin Durant are dumb enough to have done this, but I think it's a zero percent chance that this happened. Yeah, and if it if it did happen, the only fair solution would be to award the Knicks lottery pick to the Warriors yeah. this summer and force <laughs> Kevin Durant to sign with the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, you want to tell me about this stolen Kobe jersey? Yeah, this was just I just felt like we'd been talking about Kobe a little bit. Um, So I guess somebody robbed Kobe's old high school in uh, Lower Marion, Lower Marion, and uh, stole the the Kobe jersey that's retired and like in a frame. Cool. Uh, Not actually a jersey that Kobe ever wore. They just made a bunch of replica jerseys. In like 2005, and he just signed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I I don't care. Like good good for the high school, good for Kobe, I guess. Um, but like a, a Kobe super fan in China 
bought it from some collector for two thousand dollars and somehow like no like knew it was stolen or noticed that it like suspiciously looked the same mm-hmm. and his explanation for sending it back was he sent it back he sent it back oh, okay well well he wanted to give it to kobe personally because kobe's coming to china like this weekend mm-hmm. and he was like oh i think i like I, I bought this from this guy and he like went to the authorities and he's like ratting out the seller and he's like and you know i can just you're you're he's coming to Shenzhen, I could just give it to him, and they were like, "Please mail it back, and don't don't try to speak to Kobe." Basically, <laughs> um, which totally fair from Kobe, by the way. Uh, but the reason he gave it back was that he attended a Kobe Bryant basketball camp in 2018, in which he was camper of the day one day, and so he got a photo of himself and Kobe, and Kobe signed it: "Dream big, live epic." Mamba mentality. And so this guy said that uh, sending the jersey, the stolen jersey back, was his version of Mamba mentality. Joey, is that Mamba mentality? No. No, it's not. Not at all. Mamba mentality would be demanding $4,000 to send it back. Yeah. I am very unclear... About the age of this person, by the way, because when the story started, I was like, definitely a man in his mid thirties who collects sports memorabilia. And then it was like, attended a basketball camp last year. I mean, I don't know, man. But what I will say is clearly. Oh, he's 28. He's 28. Sorry. This man did the right thing. First off, I guess, even though it would have been funnier if he had a stolen Kobe Bryant jersey. Um, But (laughs) maybe, Sean, if this is what people think, like, were imparted, Mamba mentality was imparted to them, maybe Rolabi Wizenard's gonna uh, know what to teach those kids. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe only has one high school he cares about now, and it's in the town of Dern. It's, it's a kingdom. Oh, sorry, Dren. Wait, no, sorry. It's, I think it's a city <laughs> or a town. I'm sorry, the kingdom is Granity. Right. The The place is Dern, Dren. Uh-huh. Again, is basically nerd backwards. Um, <laughs> yes. Should we talk about our boy? Oh, my God. By the way, Joey, I'm going to send you this photo because Kobe is wearing a Nike shirt that says, make this shot look easy. And uh, the guy is of very indeterminate age because he is 27. But... Uh, I don't want to make fun of the guy who did the right thing. I don't want to see no, this picture. No, congratulations. <laughs> I, was just, I was just confused because of the basketball camp element of it. That's all. Anyway, though, let's talk about our boy, dude. Yeah. Daryl Morey, go on round ball. Mm-hmm. Daryl Morey, get that paper. The best general manager in the NBA. Daryl Morey, five-year extension. Isn't, uh, he, isn't he the best general manager, though? Um, he's close, right? Who's better? 
I mean, uh, R.C. Buford, maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Not Danny Ainge, I'll tell you that much. Get out of here, Ainge. Um, oh, yeah, Daryl Moore, five-year extension. Get that paper. Go on round ball. <laughs> Uh, the terms are not announced, but uh, they did. A source did say he gets three percent off appetizers at all <laughs> participating rainforest cafes. He so. has to pay three percent more at Houston's, though, which is yeah, that's weird. True. That's so you'd think Daryl Morey would have um, <laughs> would have been able to uh, negotiate a better contract. Yeah, um, but he probably just liked the trickery in it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's good. That's good. And then like, um, yeah, he has he also gets a discount at Laurie's, but it's non guaranteed and it expires on June 30th. <laughs> so. uh, now, Joey, with this extension, will Daryl Morey be able to found a permanent musical theater company in Houston? The only way to know is to ask him. Go yeah. on round ball, Daryl. Daryl, please. We will please only don't. talk to you about musical theater. We will not talk to you about basketball. We promise. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but Joey, there was another Tillman Fertitta. That's he what got his man. Oh, I was gonna say. Okay, now no. Daryl Morey, turn off the podcast yeah, because we are going to right shit now. on your boss hardcore. <laughs> hey, take it easy, dude. Well, that's the end of the podcast. So, uh, Daryl Morey, uh, turn it off. And enjoy your your money. Everybody else, here we go. It's about to get real. Shut it down. Daryl Morey, go home. <laughs> okay, Daryl stopped listening. Sean, I have n- I know nothing about this. You just told me there was going to be a Tillman Fertitta story. So talk to me. Talk to okay. me, buddy. He just announced Which this week. I should We should walk people through before we get oh, to yeah, this, sorry. actually. So, Tillman Fertitta is the owner of the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's also the owner of the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Uh, uh-huh. I worked there uh, when Tillman Fertitta bought the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first thing he did when he bought it is he began charging us $5 a month for um, uh, to have an employee discount. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which again, and, uh, I had had the previous four years I worked there for free, because <laughs> it's an employee discount. Yeah, and not a weird leveraging move. He also uh, he also threatened to take our health insurance away. And didn't he secretly add a a, ta- a healthcare tax to diners' bills at some restaurant? He sure did. And he is the billionaire buyer on CNBC, a show I've never watched. No, I would love to watch it, though. I just don't know how. I can't find it streaming anywhere. It's not, like, popular enough to be streaming on... Because you can actually watch a lot of... You can watch The Profit. Mm -hmm. Very easy to find The Profit. Which, by Uh, the way, I don't know... Look, we've said The Profit is a good billionaire before. I learned this week, not a good billionaire. So we, (gasps) we are no longer... Endorsing, endorsing, uh, Marcus Lemonis, CNBC's The Profit. What did What did he do? Uh, there was a big takedown about the Profit's business tactics in uh, Inc. This uh-huh. week, it, somebody sent it to me. It was like eight thousand words. I did not read it, 
But, oh my god! Uh, I mean, I skimmed it, and a lot of it was like him take like literally stealing stealing profit businesses from people because he knows they're in such a bad situation. Oh man! Uh, that check he hands over not real. Um, <laughs> like oh my god! Uh, he'll he'll like claim to make an equity deal, and then when they do the business negotiations, he'll do a. Uh, he turns it into a loan, and then he stops paying the loan, and then takes over takes over the business when they're in bankruptcy oh, and shit. Their equity, Jesus. Yeah, man, I expected better from Camping World. Yeah. I'll tell you that right Marcus now. Marcus Lemonis, get your shit together. We're on Team Sixers and Embiid in that copyright. Uh, so every billionaire with a television show is bad, right? Yes, so we 100%. have we have Tillman for Titta, Mark Cuban, very bad. Mm-hmm. Richard Branson, bad. Trump, uh, bad. Donald Trump, terrible. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, awful. <laughs> all, all of the friends. All of the friends. And look, Matt LeBlanc's okay, I think. Uh, anyway, Perry, a lot of demons. You know what? Let's. let's... Let's talk about Tillman Fertitta. Okay. What do you Tillman do Fertitta this announced week? This week, he is releasing his first book in September. Joey, it's called "Shut Up and Listen." That's Charles Barkley's book. I think it is. It called "Shut Up and Listen." I think it's "Shut Up and Something Else," right? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's like "Shut Up and Play." Or <laughs> I mean, there's a Slate podcast called "Hang Up and Listen." Wow, this is really his thing. Well, Tillman Fertitta ripping off more people. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Uh, There have been multiple TED Talks by some man named Ernesto Ciroli called Shut Up and Listen about nonprofits. So once again, this motherfucker, Tillman Fertitta, is now stealing from nonprofits, Sean. Mm Mm-hmm. God. Uh, also, I think you might be thinking of Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Uh-huh, that is what is I'm a thinking game of. the Sega system. <laughs> Good name. Man, what if this was Tillman Fertitta Shut Up and Jam? Right, or Charles Barkley's book is actually called I May Be Wrong, But I Doubt It, which is kind of like Shut Up and Listen. <laughs> it's kind of like, I mean, <laughs> wow. Maybe that's why he bought the Rockets. He's like, I'm going to steal... I'm going to steal the creative talent responsible for those State Farm commercials. Um, so this is what... Here's just some Tillman Fertitta quotes. Everyone is born with gifts, and God made me a business guy. Questionable already. <laughs> I just understand business. The book hits all my Tillmanisms and explains them. I mean, what is the Tillmanism? You no longer have an employee discount. Exclamation uh, point. Yeah, you wear embroidered jeans and support Trump. You're a MAGA guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a gift from God. Um, he got an advance of $500,000 for this, and he says he expects to make another 500000 in sales. His quote about this was, I never thought someone would come to me and pay me seven digits to write a book. Uh, here's the they thing. Didn't. They didn't. They paid him they six. Do that, yeah. <laughs> they, well, and in fact, that five hundred thousand is an advance, so he has to give it back if he does not make the sales. Like, uh, he. This is a business expert. Um, hold on. I'm gonna play a billionaire buyer clip right here. Um, I'll find one. Okay. I'm sure it'll be terrible. Here's Tillman for Titter doing something terrible. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. 
Okay, so, so chap- more quotes. Let's hear them. Chapters will include take the word no out of your damn vocabulary. Uh, which questionable. Questionable. Like uh, all- we already have an owner that does that, and his name is Mark Cuban. Yeah. <laughs> wow, the Rockets are going to sign Derrick Rose next year. Congratulations. Um. One chapter is called Seize the Opportunity Dash Eat the Week. Uh, colon, charge them $5 for employee discounts. At the making minimum wage and living on tips already. <laughs> one one chapter is called Keep Punching. So, um, Jesus also, Christ. I think that's also something Mark Cuban is probably into. But, uh, wow, great stuff. No, that's sex- the San Francisco Giants owner, Sean. Oh, that's Larry Bears. You're yeah. right. <laughs> Um, each section ends with a summary of business strategies that are called Tillman's Targets, which this is like, this is infuriating to me. It's like if, uh, like an evil seventh grader wrote, like, it's like if the boss baby wrote this. Yeah. One of the chapters is called, (laughs) why are you hitting yourself? (laughs) Like... This is, like, uh, somehow dumber than the art of war. <laughs> well, uh, so so for Tita, the art of the deal, yes. Yes. No, I said art of war. I meant art of war is also you. dumb. Yeah, it, it's, like, 3,000 years old, so it has to be dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so he said he came up with the title when he was meeting with a bunch of editors at HarperCollins. HarperCollins, fuck you. Why did I say that? That's not right. Uh, everybody was talking over one another, and Fertitta interrupted, y'all shut up and listen. And by the way, in this quote, in a clearly Fertitta place story, the apostrophe in y'all is in the wrong place. It's uh-huh. between the A and the two L's, which is not, correct. not where the apostrophe belongs. Um... The book will be sold in major bookstores and airports across the country starting in September, and an audiobook will also be offered. Joey, who's reading the audiobook? Tillman Fertitta. That's right, he is. Uh, um, you know what we're going to be starting in September as well? Uh-huh. Uh, some, Tillman, some Tillman tips every day. Yeah. I mean, every episode. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll play some clips from that audiobook, sure. Joey, how long do you think this book is? <laughs> There's no way it's more than 500 pages. Uh, you <laughs> With, need like, very guess. big text. Well, it's going to have very big text. I'm going to guess that the Tillman's targets are their own page. <laughs> and still, your estimate is way too high. It's going to be very big, the book. The, It'll be the font's going to be big. There's going to be a lot of bullet points. It's 180 pages. <laughs> Seriously? 180 pages. How long is the audiobook? I bet you I mean, the audiobook is going to be like, I mean, he hasn't, I don't don't think the book is finished yet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, maybe it is. He's kind of claiming it's finished. He has not done the audiobook yet, I'm pretty sure. But if it's 180 pages and so much of it is like Tillman's tips and it's, it's going to be like two and a half hours, maybe. Like, you'll, I bet you could read that book in less than an hour. <laughs> and it's going to cost $24.95 probably. 
Uh, uh, and Joey, you're going to love this. He's planning to write another one. His quote from that is, it will be easy to write another one. I didn't realize how much was in my brain. Sick, dude. I can't wait. Tillman Fertitta is my favorite author, but my least favorite businessman. Um... (laughs) Joey, can I give you a little bit more Tillman Fertitta news? Of course. Well, he, uh, he had his annual... Mardi Gras party in Galveston, Texas, where mm-hmm. he is known as the King of Mardi Gras Galveston. Um, and what, he called me? it. <laughs> what is he known as? He's the Mardi Gras King of Galveston. Is that what um, Treme was about? I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, he murders a, a hooker or something, right? <laughs> um, so he, his party. And it's a Mardi Gras party, uh-huh. um, you know, Fat Tuesday, beginning of Lent. His party was called Mexico Magnifico. Oh, no. Here's a quote from the article. The smartphones lit up in a frenzy of photos as Jeffrey's chairman, Rich Handler, Tillman, and University of Houston Chancellor and President Renu Couture took it to the dance floor. San Luis, San Luis Salute regulars will note that Tillman seldom exhibits such exuberant as he did on this night. But with his family in the spotlight, Tillman was one happy party animal. I... It sounds fucking terrible, dude. Well, let me tell you how terrible it was. Giant Mexican puppets shash- sashayed through the throng. Excuse me? Model- yes. <laughs> sashayed through the throng. And, and model- this is in Texas? <laughs> Galveston, Texas. Mardi Gras, that traditional Mexican holiday. Uh... Giant Mexican puppets sashayed through the throng, and models costumed as Dia de los Muertos skeletons frolicked. Those were definitely women, and uh, the costumes were probably inappropriate. Uh, does Tillman Fertitta know when Dia de los Muertos is? No fucking way. No, I no, he does not. I'm sure he does not. And, uh, okay, Joey, two Rockets players attended this Mardi Gras celebration. Can you guess who they were? It's a party. Yeah. So you'd think James Harden would be there, but he was not. No way. Uh, he was not. I will give you their... I, I don't want to know yet. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the roster right now. I just want to... Okay, I think Gerald Green was at this party. He was not. I don't think oh. Tillman Fertitta likes Gerald Green because he's missing a finger and he's like, <laughs> that's a Tillman don't. Tillman tip. Ten fingers. <laughs> can't You can't make a high ten. Okay. Man. Okay, was Eric Gordon at this party? He was not. The round mamba did not make it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Mardi Gras, so Nene was there. Uh, Nene was not there, even though I think he probably <laughs> had a pretty good time. But I think he is too cool to go to Galveston, okay, Texas. was Chris Paul there? Paul was not there. I didn't think so. Jesus Christ. This roster, he you run out of famous people real quick. It, it's okay, I'll, it, it is it, there are no, they, it, they're they're both forwards. Okay. Was Uncle PJ at this party? Uncle PJ was at this party. Okay, tight. From Texas, I bet he's been to multiple uh till I bet he went last year too. PJ Tucker seems like a dude who would be into Galveston, Texas, too. Uh, okay, was Hartenstein's monster at this party? He was not. He was not. <laughs> Thank you for not calling him Hartenstein. A lot of people make that mistake. 
that's the name of the body language doctor who told the Rockets to draft him. Denewell House was not on the team. No, I think he legally they... probably couldn't attend the party. Uh, Austin Rivers not there, not a forward. Was Iman Shumpert at this party? Shumpert was not at this party. I think he would have brought everybody down. <laughs> was Kenneth Fareed at this party? Uh, he was not, even though you'd think he should be there. Tillman Fertitta didn't like that he had two moms, though. <laughs> uh, I'm running out More of forwards here. Gary Clark? Was... Gary Clark, that's who it is. Gary Clark. Oh, good for Gary. Get that, get as much free shit out of Tillman as possible. Mm-hmm. Except, do you think Tillman charged PJ Tucker and Gary Clark money to go to this party? I don't think he charged him money, but definitely that's a no-host bar type of situation. Oh, 100%. That's a Tillman tip. <laughs> put put the well liquor in the more expensive bottle. No one's going to notice. Tillman tip. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else you want to say about Tillman for Titta, Sean? I mean, we've said a lot. I do have... Yeah, that's... I'm good. What? I'm good. Oh, I'm no, tired. say it. No, I was just going to... I just wanted to say negative things about him. I think we already did that. <laughs> um, maybe for funsies. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think that's been our show, Sean. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Sean, would you like to plug anything? Uh, yeah. Um, check out the Everything Report. Uh Go to the business in Los Angeles on Monday nights. We had a we had a listener come to the come to the show. It was very exciting. Um, and then uh, oh, I've got a I have a my, my first Tankapalooza column. You can read that on Yard Barker talking about the the different teams and their quests for tanking. It's actually like yeah, it's it's weird because there's like the dedicated tankers and then. Like there's like four teams who were like, "Oh fuck, we suck," and decided on like February first. And uh, once again, the Mavericks are doing an amazing job of losing every close game possible. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it's they're really good at tanking. It's it's um, like it's really stunning. bad, really bad at punishing uh, sex crimes. Really good at tanking, though. Yes. Yeah, they they have a their point differential is one point eight, mm-hmm. and they really have a a serious chance of being the fifth worst team in basketball. Um, all right, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where one day ago I tweeted, "I wish it was daylight out so I could go golfing." I wonder what time it was. <laughs> like, is, do you think he tweeted that at night? Or it do you was seven fifty-four p.m. That's so bedtime. <laughs> uh, also, look, we haven't gone viral yet, and it's really starting to freak me out. I thought we were popular. Are we popular? I don't know, man. It's hard to know. say. We need to go viral. viral. As everyone knows, the very popular short reads website, Grantland Jr., uh, has been going viral with their their parody songs a lot, and we've been trying to uh, uh, copy them. 
mm-hmm. because we just want to go viral. We want Steve Kerr again, basketball Beto, to uh-huh. tell us that this is to tell people on the radio that this is his favorite song. So I want to hear we, Steve Kerr tell me that his calves cramped one of our songs. <laughs> um, Sean, would you like to explain what today's Luka Doncic song is? Yeah, it's inspired by um, uh, a former Arena Football League owner um, mm-hmm. named John Bon Jovi. Ron Jaworski. He, uh, Ron Jaworski. <laughs> uh, he licensed this song to us, and uh, it's called Doncic Traded for Five. It's a classic song. Great. Um, and then uh, Trust the Process. Trust the process. Uh, shut it down. Let's always make fun of Tillman Fertitta because he fucking sucks. Fuck that guy. All right. more. Come on, Rebel. It's all the same. Only the violence change. Talking about billions. A rewatch and training day. Spend every day. Sucking Tom Brady's dick I post all night Just to get those clicks I'm a blog boy On the media map I write About Doncic Who was traded for five Doncic Traded for five Sometimes I go viral Sometimes my work sucks ass And I've ejaculated Watching Luca throw a pass Sometimes you get embarrassed By that dumb wig when you sung And the rookie of the year Could still be Trey Young I'm a blog boy about the star is born, I write About Donchich, Donchich Jackson Maine ain't alive Donchich, Donchich Jackson Maine ain't alive Oh, Chris Ryan We want to thank The Ringer for calling Living on a Prayer a top 34 crowd warm-up song. And J-Bug specifically for putting Bed of Roses on his Wicked Fuck Songs playlist on Spotify. We love you, Bug. Oh, and I'm a blog boy. On the media map I write about Donchich. Donchich. And who won Fast Five? I post these tweets. Paul Pierce jersey on my back. Replying with memes. Cause I'm pretty much a hack. HBO canceled me. Still I'm standing tall. 
I pissed off a million jazz fans And I blocked them all Cause I'm a blog boy With song parodies I thrive And Donchich, Donchich Traded for five I'm a blog boy Got Danny Ainge on my side He's Donchich, Donchich better than Clyde Guys, please check out Bon Jovi at the Solano County Fair coming up August 15th. Check it out. Get your tickets wherever gushers are sold. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.